welcome to Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. This summer, we're excited to continue releasing weekly episodes, but they may be shorter due to our summertime constraints. Thanks for joining us for some magical summer fun. Hey everybody, this is Pam this week, and welcome to the latest episode of A Spoonful of Sugar podcast. This week, it is just myself. Look for Amy and I to be back together on next week's episode, and I apologize that we're a day or two late with this one, but sometimes life just gets in the way, you know? Anyhow, um, for this week, we're doing something, as the title says, completely different, and lo and behold, (gasps) we're not talking about Disney. In fact, we're going to be talking about Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines instead. So I and my husband Sam have just recently gotten back from a cruise to Alaska. And so I thought I would take this episode just to give you a rundown of what that was like and the time that we had. And although it is not Disney, it's still vacationing and still having a fun time and maybe can draw a few contrasts uh, and comparisons to a Disney experience. So first of all, I want to talk about the planning. Uh, the planning was that we are going to be taking this cruise. We wanted to go look at Alaska. We have done a couple cruises before, but they've both been to the Caribbean. So we thought Alaska would be a nice change of pace. And we, the ship that we chose is called the Ovation of the Seas. And it is a ship from Royal Caribbean. Now for the planning part, uh, it is similar to Disney in that you have to plan quite a ways out. In fact, I was looking at the Royal Caribbean website the other day and you can plan actually as far as like 16, 18 months out, uh, maybe a couple years in some cases. So you, and the earlier you can plan, evidently the best price you can get. So that's always a good idea. Uh, Likewise, the other things you can plan are the exact stateroom you will have the category stateroom, whether you want one that is an inside stateroom, you have no windows looking out, whether you want one with a a window or a portal, if you want one with a balcony, which is what Sam and I had, or if you want to go to move on up to the suites, uh, either a junior suite or a one bedroom or, you know, something higher than that. So we started planning this and there are, like with Disney, a number of options to consider. And some of those things that you can plan ahead of time, instead of with Disney where you choose the restaurants you're going to be at, you can actually choose packages to add on to your trip. Just to say that the reason we chose Royal Caribbean over Disney Cruise Lines was really the price. That was, for me, the big determining factor. Sailing with Disney just costs a ton more. And I would have loved to do Disney being a Disney gal myself, but just couldn't justify the price difference. And people say that a lot of the price difference is from Royal Caribbean, you know, nickel and diming you and charging you for all these extra things. But we found that adding them ahead of time before the cruise and paying them off before the cruise really gave us the experience of having sort of an all-inclusive resort experience, but on a ship. So we really enjoyed that. And a couple of things we did to make it feel that way is that we got the ultimate dining package, which would give us the ability to dine at some of the select 
extra restaurants that are on board the ship. My husband got the ultimate drink package, which includes uh, everything from your sodas to your uh, coffee and tea and your fancy coffee drinks like your cappuccinos and your espressos, uh, hot chocolates, and then includes all of both mocktails and cocktails and all of your alcohol on board up to about, I think, a $12 limit per beverage. And then I had what's called the refreshment package. Um, I pretty much, just in general, really don't drink much at all uh, due to a health problem that I have. So I have a refreshment package, which is similar to the package my husband had, except it did not include any alcohol. So that really worked out well for us. And something else that you can do in the pre-planning stages, uh, you can pre-plan the excursions that you'll be taking, which is something that we did. I'll discuss that later. As well as if you're really on top of things, you can pre-plan spa experiences. If you want to have a massage or a mani-pedi, you can book those ahead of time. You can pay for those ahead of time. So that when you step on board, you've really gone ahead and booked and planned and paid for all of these things. So you're, you're coming on board and one of Sam's favorite things he kept saying was every night we go to to dinner at one of these places and they'd bring the check and it would just say zero because we'd already paid for everything including the gratuities on board ship so that was great so a little bit more about the ship itself as I said it is called Ovation of the Seas and it typically runs out of Asia I found that out so uh, Royal Caribbean has different classes of ships as they call them and ovation is part of their quantum class ships which i've heard uh, are the third largest size of ships out there on the ocean royal caribbean also has the largest size which is the oasis of oasis class ships and we had been on one of those before so this was a smaller ship but still really large and spacious so something I found out is that our ship, the Ovation of the Seas, is typically based in Asia. And it will go around from China, uh, places in Australia, I think Singapore, and that's re really where it spends the vast majority of its time. But it was just in this spring and summer of 2019 that Royal Caribbean decided to send it out here to Alaska, to the U.S., and do these Alaska cruises over the summer, and then I believe it's going to go back to Asia. So as a nifty result of all of these things, a lot of the crew on board the ship, the crew and the staff members, a number of them were, a large number of them were Asian, and a large number of the Asians were from Indonesia. And if you remember me talking about this before, I'm actually half Indonesian and lived half of my childhood over there. So... Fortunately for me, perhaps unfortunately for the poor cast members, crew members on board, I got to try out my very rusty Indonesian on a number of them, including our stateroom attendant, Pasu Jeng, and um, they were all very gracious and very kind <laughs> about my attempts to speak with them in their native tongue. So many kudos to them, and that just helped bring a little extra magic to my personal cruise. So let me talk a little bit about the excursions. So we were, we landed in four different places. The cruise started in Seattle and it was round trip, ended up back in Seattle when the cruise was all over. But from Seattle, we went to Juneau, Alaska, and then Skagway, Alaska, 
then Victoria, British Columbia in Canada, and then finally back to Seattle. And we had booked excursions to get off the ship and go do different things through Royal Caribbean before we'd even set sail. And so in Juneau, actually a lot of the days were pretty much the same thing. We would get off at whatever port it was, whether Juneau, Skagway, etc. And everybody else who had booked the same excursion as we had would be loaded onto a bus. You'd have a bus driver who also acted as your tour guide and drove along and told you stories and pointed out the highlights and was sort of your entertainment slash education for the day. And overall, these were really really helpful and learned a lot about the area. We passed through the area that used to be part of the big gold rush way back in the day during the Klondike gold rush. Just learned a lot of the history um, as well as just seeing beautiful scenery, which is really the point of going to Alaska. We were there in August and I had really expected it to be cooler, but really each of our excursion days we could have done with shorts and t-shirts and would have been fine. As we all, as you may know, I'm really not the outdoorsy, get back to nature kind of girl, but I, the scenery was beautiful. We saw mountains and glaciers. Didn't see any wildlife. We're hoping to see a bear or two, but did, well, we didn't see any bears, but we did see whales, which is exciting. We saw uh, bald eagles, just like on top of you know lamp posts as we're driving through the town which is hilarious because that certainly never happens here in the Chicago area uh, but just so exciting to be in a, a place that's so completely different than it is here next let me talk about the food and drink on board so as I said we had the ultimate dining package now when you go on board a cruise ship at least the Royal Caribbean one something they do is uh, your food, all of your food, all of your meals comes included with the price of the cruise. And so on board, there were four main standard dining rooms and you would be, I believe, assigned to a certain one and you'd go to that one. Or you could, if you're doing freestyle dining, pick the one you wanted to go to. And every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, already paid for, already taken care of. As well, though, on the board the ship, they had specialty restaurants. And these were higher end and would cost an extra fee to go eat at these particular restaurants. So what we did was to go ahead and purchase what they called the ultimate dining package, which meant that each night for dinner, we could book ourselves into one of their specialty restaurants and that would be taken care of and paid for, as well as we could go to lunch during our sea days when we were not in a port. And so we found this was really great. They had some places on board uh, that we ate at were Izumi, which is their sushi restaurant, had some really great sushi. There was also a Jamie Oliver, a famous British chef. He had Jamie's Kitchen, which was on board and really delicious. And Chops Steakhouse, or Chops Grill, I believe they call it. And that is their sort of signature steakhouse on board the ship. Uh, the ship that we were on before, Harmony of the Seas, had even more of this, these specialty restaurants, but we enjoyed the ones we had and had just su some superb meals at them. And really only ended up eating at the the main dining room just for a couple of meals, but that worked out well for us. As well as there was what is called the Windjammer Buffet, which is on every Royal Caribbean ship from my understanding, and you could go there up on the like 14th floor or something, and they would have 
uh, buffet that breakfast, lunch, dinner cover all the meals. So if you didn't want the dining experience in one of the restaurants, you could easily just go there and graze and snack your way through <laughs> through the states and Canada. There's plenty of food on board. Lastly, I want to talk about the entertainment that was available. So on board, as I mentioned, we had at least a couple, two or three sea days where we were not stopping in a port. We were just traveling through, but there was plenty to do on board. First of all, just relaxing. There are a number of pools on board the ship, and a few of them were located in an area called the Solarium, which is sort of this glassed-in, paneled-in place uh, only available for um, guests who were 16 years or older. And so you didn't have the kids running through. And it was a beautiful place to just get a deck chair or be in the pool or there are hot tubs there as well. And you could literally be in a hot tub and watch Alaska out the window. So that was really amazing that that's a possibility there. Some of the other things they had on board was the Flow Rider, which is this experience where you can essentially do like surfing or boogie boarding on, on board the ship. Uh, and they'll teach you how to do that. There's also a rock climbing wall, which was really uh, very popular. Neither one of these things is my thing, of course, but glad that they had them for people who were there. Uh, as well as at, during the evenings especially, there was a lot of live music, a lot of live music venues. And I think I counted like four different uh, places where you could hear live music at any given time during the evenings, which was a lot of fun. So depending on what your tastes were, everything, I think, from reggae to, you know, a guy playing guitar in the, like, their version of an English pub, uh, to something that Sam and I did two or three nights, which was go listen to uh, basically their version of a piano man in one of the other bars and he would just sing and play the piano and knew like 600 songs and get the whole crowd involved and that was really exciting he did a fabulous job uh, there was also trivia went to that a couple of times uh, dancing for those people who wanted to do that so really just a lot to keep you occupied on board there were also classes particularly ones on alaska um, unfortunately, they tended to hold them at hours like 9 in the morning when I was not quite up considering it was vacation. So I would have probably attended some of those, but they were a little too early for me. So all this to say is we had a really great time. I would definitely recommend it. The biggest difference between this, I would say, and a Disney vacation is, is just how relaxing the entire thing is. You know, we certainly all know that Amy and I love, love, love Disney, but relaxing is not necessarily a word you would use for your Walt Disney World vacation. On the other hand, cruising with Royal Caribbean, incredibly relaxing. And there are times just felt the freedom to take an afternoon nap or sleep in. And it was delightful. And to have someone come in and clean up after you and the meals taken care of. It's basically a large floating hotel. So we are thinking about doing another one of these maybe in a couple of years, perhaps taking the whole family. So that would be a different experience. But uh, yeah, miss it already. Really had a great time and look forward to hopefully doing that once again. Thanks for listening this week and thanks for putting up with the lack of Disney content. Amy and I will be back very soon with lots more Disney for you all. Hope you guys have a great night. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. (laughs) 